1: I'm doing all right. So, we've had multiple episodes on mental health. Sure. Very important. Really important. And today we're going to talk about another aspect of health. Physical health. Yeah. And, like, we kind of through this idea around a couple
0: times in thinking of growth and thinking of springtime and getting outside and like we've kind of both had our own physical health journey recently
1: yeah and there's so much that goes into what physical health means to different people sure and especially women and especially what we're sold As what physical health is. And it ties in so well to so much of all the things that we talk about on the show, especially social media Mm -hmm. and, you know, making adult friends Mm -hmm. and so many different ways in which physical health ties into everyday life.
0: Yeah, and I feel like us on this show, 75 episodes in already, crafty-ass females, what we call it, like, we really emphasize the brain and, like, us using it and being, you know, embodiments of what we have to offer mentally and emotionally and spiritually for people. So I feel like we just often, and I don't know if that's a feminist thing, like, we want to be known for more than a body. Do you know what I mean? But, like... The important – it is important, like, we stress how we're resourceful and how we can get through things and, like, mentally and tackling things. I've only recently come to realize how much our physical body plays into that. And just, like, as you're getting older, plays into everything. Like, it is the vehicle. And, like, again, like, I've I've been on this journey of only appreciating my physical body for how it looks and not necessarily – what it can do, and how it can help my mental power.
1: Yeah, and I think that that's something that we are not really
0: taught. Right, I mean, Yeah. We're not taught
1: nutrition as
0: children. Sure, they're trying to now. I can attest the nutritionist lady coming into the school, but how it's landing on the kids is a whole other story too. Well, it's so complicated. Yeah. It's incredibly complicated. And
1: it is different for every single person. And it changes as you change as a person. Hmm. And so, like, nutrition to children. And, like, so I think, like, that's something that we need to be talking about. Is that nutrition is not a static thing. I mean, like, for those of us who have, you know, periods... What feels good to eat at one time of our cycle can feel really shitty at a different time in our cycle. That's true. And so, like, that's just one really simple example of the things that we need to eat. Like, the things that we need to eat when we're pregnant
0: are things that we don't need to eat when we're not pregnant. So, like, the fluidity and the ever-changingness of nutrition. Or of just, like, what goes into our body.
1: And, like, people – like. We There are so many of us who have different types of dietary needs. Like, I, there are so many things that I can't eat because of my headaches. And there are so many things that make me feel good because of my headaches. Like, I love meat. Like, me eating great protein makes me feel amazing. Like, the vitamins and the minerals and all of the good stuff that you get out of... Good protein, it feels really good for me. Mm. Like getting good meat from a good reputable source, which is actually so much easier in the Midwest than Mm. it was in New York, New Jersey, I can, you know, cost of living, it's so much easier to afford good food out here in the Midwest, Mm -hmm. which is another thing about. I guess this is, I guess we're starting our physical health episode with nutrition. Sure. Because. That's, for me, the easiest thing to do because I'm home, because I like to cook, and because there are so many dietary restrictions on what I can eat and can't eat and what makes me feel good and what makes me feel bad when it comes to my headaches, when it comes to the different medications that I take and the different side effects that they have and, like, mitigating those side effects. For me, the easiest way to feel better physically is to make sure that I'm eating the best things that I can eat.
0: hmm Which almost all the time is, like, locally grown or your garden grown or, like, real food. Real food. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: that's that's the best way to put it is real food. Sure. Stuff that's not processed. Like, I've cut down on sugar as much as I can. Um, Like, I was having this conversation with my mom last week on the phone because she was, like, really interested in, you know, what is the thing that you do the most to get rid of your headaches? Mm-hmm. And I was like, honestly, the thing that I've done the most of, aside from, you know – have an awesome neurologist who I talked to and we figured out some medicine mm-hmm. is figure out the foods that I can eat the foods that I can't eat and which ones make me feel the best which ones make me feel the worst and like make those lists for myself
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the worst offenders are high fructose corn syrup any like overly processed foods So basically anything that makes cooking easier is out. Right. A lot of eating out is out. Yeah. And so, like, in a way, that sucks. Like, shortcuts to make things easier, that, it sucks. Like, it just,
0: you know, that... It turns out not to be good for your physical health. My sister, right. my sister's a dietitian, coincidentally, a nutritionist. We should have probably had her on the show. But the way that she's opened up to my open my eyes up to like especially salt. Like sometimes we'll be eating something from out and she'll be like, Do you taste this? Like, do you taste it? And I'm sometimes I'm like, Do I? Like I it's 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 a conditioned thing that I'm just like this is how food out tastes, like extra tasty. But she goes, you know, what's making it extra t- like, like she, she's opened my eyes more. Red mango, which I love, which kind of, I don't think anywhere on red mango, it says like, we're a healthy yogurt spot. But like, they have fruit that you can choose and like, peanuts. But like, my sister goes, the amount of sugar in red mango, like it is not healthy for you. Like, so, you know, if there's something about Yeah, just, like, the marketing of, like, even my sister, the worst offender in her mind is Panera. She goes, it should be called Salt Nera. (laughs) She's, like, it's awesome, you know. Exactly. But they play on this, like, bistro type of homemade, like, thing.
1: And that's why, like, if you can make it at home, make it at home. Sure. And so there's so many things that, like, there's stuff that I can't make at home. I can't make sushi. right
0: so although it's probably not that hard it's just like you don't know yet how to do that oh no
1: i've tried and it's so (laughs) not worth the effort
0: oh gotcha
1: like it it's just not like it it just takes hours and hours and (laughs) hours and it's not worth the effort got it um and then when you buy all the ingredients the food grade sushi and then you do the rice and then you try to roll it and if you just don't um yeah sushi not worth not worth the effort got it um our one chinese food restaurant in town makes a hong kong style chinese food and it's where all the chinese students go in town oh so and it's not like mall chinese food yeah and so like that's our chinese food spot and like i can't make hong kong style chinese food right i can make fried rice yeah and i can make like healthier versions of Chinese food because I don't put MSG or, like... And so the reason that things out are filled with all of the salt and the sodium is because they need to be preserved. I see. Because they come from, like, the place and then they go to one factory and then they go to another place and they have to be on a truck and they have to do this. And so from the time they go to one place till the time they wind up in the, you know, Panera or the Outback or wherever they go... Is like weeks or months or whatever it is. And Mm -hmm. so they need to be filled up with so much salt. So they can get to you and not make you sick with bacteria. Mm -hmm. So all those preservatives. It's mostly salt Mm -hmm. in one form or another. Makes sense. And so that sodium is bad for you.
0: Yeah it is. When you make
1: that stuff (laughs) at home. And you sprinkle on you know some diamond crystal. You're good to go. Right. And so like. When you're cooking at home, as long as you do the everything in moderation rule and you know what makes you feel good and you know what makes you feel bad, you're like 90% of the way there.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like an, it's a trial and error, a lot of it. And And I feel like for me, once I'm on the track of quote unquote bad or like it's hard to get off, like I feel like my body very quickly craves it. So if I have even yes. a little, it'll yes. it'll send me in this downward spiral of just constantly wanting more.
1: Well, they're all addictive. Sugar is insanely addictive. Like
0: that's what I've learned about myself and I'm 34. Like I feel like I, I'll I will be on the money, feeling good, vegetables, all real food, and feel like having one donut. And that one donut affects my whole next day. And, like, it's legit. She, like, there's no other variable. Like, I'm like, well, that one donut. It's like donut. actual
1: drugs. <laughs>
0: well, I, I mean. Know, like, literally.
1: It does the exact same. Like, if you don't have any sugar for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, and then you do a donut, it's like doing hard drugs. It's like, <laughs> it does the same thing to your brain. Like, it messes you
0: up. It messes me up. And I... I and so I don't feel guilty about it. That's it's natural for you to feel fucked up, right? And so, so what I found, so then what ends up happening is that I kind of need like, you know, because the whole thing with this is motivation. If you're craving, if your body is literally craving, you can't keep your mind. Because sometimes when my cravings are so bad, I can't keep my mind on anything else until I put that stuff in my mouth. So. Sometimes my body needs, like, a hard, like, shake-up.
1: Yeah, like a reset.
0: Yeah. And, like, the most recent one, like, so we think of motivation in that way. Like, what's going to really shake me up and motivate me to, like, you know, sometimes even the idea of, like, you know, I bought the dress and I want to look my best in the dress. Or, like, I I love my body. I want to feel good. Like, sometimes that fades. And, like, I'm, like, what is the hard motivation? And in the past, like, just this is the stupidest, I don't know, just my experience. But, like, the last hardest motivation was that whole experience of, like, the breakup and, and the grief of that. Like, I feel like I, I was so, like, the grief didn't make me hungry. So that also helped. So I was, per- like, not purposely weaning myself off the sugar. I just wasn't having it because I physically wasn't hungry. And then when I started feeling hungry, my body only wanted the good stuff. so
1: if, Right, because the bad stuff made you feel worse. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it felt like, and then the anger and the grief of the breakup back in December, like, jolted me back into the gym. Like, I am the best sweating and huffing when I am in pain. So I know that about like, it's just, it's something that happens to me. Every time I go through something really painful, I just want to like grunt (laughs) at the gym and like sweat it out. And like, so it kind of both happened at the same time this round. It was like the eating basically stopped because I was just grieving and wasn't hungry. But then when I picked it back up, it was in coordinates of me like going to the gym at least like five times a week. And my body was like the gears were kind of in sync of, like, oh, no, you're doing this. Like, you're taking care. Like, it was. it's weird. It, like, almost was not my choice but my choice. Does that make sense? Yeah. So now on, you know, a few months into it, I'm, you know, still craving sugar every now and then. Like, it's funny that you mentioned your period, too, because me and my sister call that weird, like, need for sugar or, like, just the monster that takes over your body in general. We call him Eerie Peerie. So we always say to each other, like, that's eerie Piri. Like, that's not normally you. Like, you wouldn't normally crave, like, <laughs> a double chocolate fudge cake. Yeah, and it just happens. It just happens, right. So, and the emoji for him is that little red guy with the long nose. Anyway, getting off tangent. But, right. So I feel like, you know, I'm craving things now, but I, I'm, I've reached this kind of level where, like, I'm not reaching for so much sugar. I'll have it if I really want it, but it doesn't throw me off like it used to but it's 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 interesting to me how I feel like the gym works with that for me I need and I feel so much stronger too and for my anxiety too like I I need the physical movement and the gym that I found near me like I've since I was 12 I don't know what your experience is with like exercise or whatever but I've been playing sports since I was young I've always been athletic and like From my first job at 16 at the YMCA, I was on the treadmill. Like, I've been working out, out, like, actual intentional exercise, kickboxing, like, everything since I was 16. So I've done, like, every bit of class and workout that you could do. And what I found for myself now, especially with this busy schedule and, like, whatever, and it's the gym where I met John, too, like, it was my first exposure was that last gym a few years ago, but it's, it's circuit training, but it's mainly body weights and like lightweights, but like it's interval. So like you, you bounce around the room. My gym, literally it's a half hour class. Like you walk in at six, you're out of there at 630. Like they watch the clock and the seconds and you're out of there at 630. So it's like a half hour of just intense all over body work. First you're doing arms then you're moving to the next station doing legs and you're for a half hour like you can't get any better than that in my opinion of course it varies to each person but I found that working everything intensely in a short amount of time like does the trick and like I, I appreciate a good run too like running has always helped my mind like I always said about running that um that um running always shook my anxieties and everything going on in my head like a snow globe. And when I was done running, it settled better. Like, so running always helped me mentally. And every time I run, I get good ideas. It's like in the shower. So anyway, my point of all this is like, this is kind of how my physical health has, has culminated to now. And it's amazing to me how intertwined everything works. Like that's still a new shocking revelation to me, even though I've been told that all my life, but I feel like When I was younger playing sports, it was just what I did in high school. Like it never connected. It never made the connection. And now I'm older and you physically feel not the same.
1: Absolutely. Right.
0: So it's like, oh, this is what it feels like to, you know, treat your body well. It's very interesting. And now you visited a whole bunch of doctors and you have a little bit of a different kind of take.
1: Yeah, so on that note, I started, and I, I don't even know how to kind of get into this, but when I started doing at the beginning of the year, and oh my god, now I'm like totally losing my, my words because I don't know how to talk about this.
0: Um, well, you said you didn't want to even do this episode till you made a doctor visit. Yeah, and that? I went
1: to the doctor last week, and it's a brand new doctor. Mm. Um, so in the middle of February, and I don't know if it's exercise. It's, I don't – and I don't – because I don't think it's for exercise-related. Um, the way that I like to do my exercises is I have a standing desk all day, and I do my standing desk. And I can't do a ton of cardio because it's one of my – um hemicrania continua triggers Mm. and so if i get my heart rate up too high and keep it there too long i get a bad headache wow so it sucks and so one of my favorite exercises one of my favorite exercise routines at home was aqua zumba because being in the pool helped me keep my body temperature down and it would help regulate the headaches um they have it here but it's at just like literally the worst time. So I've never been able to do a class. Mm. So what I like to do here is just do like some Zumba and either deal with my headaches or just not. And in February, I started feeling some weird pressure in my chest and some pain on the left side of my body which is not normal for people who are in their early 30s. Mm. And so immediately I was like, okay, well, all of the commercials are like, you need to ask your doctor if your heart is healthy enough for you to do exercise. So I was like, okay, I'm going to stop doing my Zumba. I'm going to stop doing my um, just basic stretching and other things because i was anytime i was bending over i was getting extra dizzy and like these are all brand new things to me Mm -hmm. for someone who's had headaches for the last 10 years and symptoms that are very similar and you know they would get either better or worse depending on how i was feeling but they'd be the same symptoms Mm -hmm. starting in february i just had a list of brand new symptoms all of which were insanely concerning to me.
0: Mm.
1: Like pressure in my chest, pain in my chest, like fluttering, heartbeat, racing heartbeat, even though my pulse wasn't getting any higher. And I'm like, Kristen, what the fuck is going on here? Um, and so first thing I thought was maybe this is an interaction between some of my medications.
0: Because you started like a new one a few months ago.
1: Yeah, I had started a new injectable medication for my migraines um, right before Christmas. Yeah, I remember you telling us that. Yeah. And so I put in a phone call to my neurologist and I was like, hey, this is what's going on. Um, I went to see my therapist and she was like, you know what, let's take this entire session for you to just talk to me and tell me everything that's going on. And I will help you write out all of the symptoms so that, you know, you have a record and you can just talk. Uh And I'll, like, ask you questions. And so, like, you don't feel, like, entirely pressured to put it down in Uh words that someone else will understand. Uh I will just help you do that. And that was, like, the most insanely helpful thing that anyone has done for me in a Uh really long time. And so I was able to take that to my neurologist and say, like, hey, here's what's going on with me. And immediately my neurologist was like, I don't think it's an interaction with your new medicine, I've had dozens of patients on this medicine. No one has complained about anything like this. I'm going to look it up on, like, you know, whatever the doctor database is that Uh she uses for the medication. And she's like, no one has talked about this at all. She's like, one of the medicines you're on could be causing this. So let's try to come off that medication. So I came off that medication. My everyday headaches were, like, hell like literal torture i was going to sleep with what felt like ice pick through my head Mm. headaches i was waking up with ice pick through my head headaches and the stuff in my chest was not going away in Mm. fact like it was feeling worse at times because Mm. of how stressful my headaches were and thinking like oh my god not only do i have this horrible thing going on In my chest. Mm -hmm. But now I'm back at square one with my headaches. Yeah. So I called my neurologist and I'm like, here's what's going on. She's like, okay, go back on your medicine see what happens. And like also make an appointment to go to a cardiologist like right away. So last Friday I went to the cardiologist. Meanwhile, I've been feeling better. This pain in my chest is not constant. It is very... Infrequent, hmm. But when it does happen, it happens for, like, a couple of days. Hmm. So, like, I'm not a doctor. I did not go to medical school. I, I did not go to medical school. I do not know what's going on.
0: Um, Half the time, the ones that did don't either. <laughs> <laughs> that is, More that is true. Yeah. I have
1: been fortunate to get some pretty good doctors while I've been here. So I am crossing my fingers in yeah. hopes that... uh. I will continue to get good doctors. Mm -hmm. But when I went to the cardiologist last week, they did a quick test in the office, and that seemed to be pretty good. And so tomorrow I'm going to go back to the cardiologist and get a monitor that they're going to hook up for the next month. And that'll be, like, hooked up to computers. And so whenever something's off... I'm not exactly sure how it's going to work entirely but I'm gonna have this thing hooked up to me for 30 days and then at the end of the 30 days I'll go back to the doctor and we'll see if there's anything going on I'm gonna do a couple of other tests an ultrasound and a stress test and see if there's something that they can tell is going on because like as someone who's been paying attention to her health pretty intensely for mm-hmm. the last long while
0: yeah
1: like there's something weird going on right and it would be great if I could find out what it was yeah and so I would really like to get back to doing like my normal activities
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it feels really weird to just have this like other loop thrown at me yeah right now
0: yeah see that's interesting because we both like Like, I would say, because I've never had to deal with, like, physical chronic pain. I get headaches, but they're far enough in in between each other where I'm, like, okay a bulk of the time. But, like, the only thing I struggle with that I brought up on this podcast is anxiety and OCD, but I only feel like exercise helps that. I can't imagine having a condition that exercise exacerbates. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: It's the worst thing in the whole world. Right. Exercise helps the anxiety and the depression parts of, like... Right. That's what I and, mean. Like, because, and that's why Aquazumba was amazing. Because, like, it feels so good. And, and like, somebody who grew up playing sports. Somebody, like, I grew up playing soccer. I grew up mm-hmm. playing basketball. I grew up... I did, did dance for seven years. Mm-hmm. Like, all of those things feel amazing. And sometimes they feel so good that it's worth the headache.
0: Yeah.
1: But also, like... It just sucks to have headaches. And I don't want to have to take, you know, an Excedrin just to work out.
0: Yeah. And I find, like, for me, I tend to gravitate, gravitate toward, like, the high-impact aerobic. Like, every, time, every person I talk to goes, I can't run. But, like, I tend to gravitate toward that. But there's, like, so many other exercises that aren't, like, aerobic. Like, yoga would maybe be good. Or no? Like, I know...
1: Yeah, and that's, and that's why, like, I was thinking of, this is, you know, my therapist was like, Kristen, you should really, she suggested, um, oh my god, what kind of, the yoga, restorative yoga. Mm. And we were talking about it, and we were talking about it, like, early in January, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm really going to get into this. And this is when I started noticing the bending down mm-hmm. and getting more dizzy.
0: Mm.
1: And I'm like, this is not, you know, something isn't right. Have you ever seen Madeline? Have I talked to you about this? No. No. I talked. This is what I this and this is what I asked my therapist. Madeline is uh, it's a book about French school children.
0: Yeah. When you said that, I the image in my head was a little short bob haircut and yeah. like the hat. Yeah. Okay. And there's um,
1: there's a short. There's a, a video like a, a I think it's it might even be like 15 minutes long. Um, it's when like Madeline is misbehaving like always, and then. <laughs> Madeline gets sick and the nun realizes something isn't right. And she has this song, you know, something isn't right. (laughs) And like, that's what I felt like. I was like, okay, something isn't right. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, well, if I can't like bend over without getting dizzy, you know, something isn't right. Right. You're
0: not running a marathon and doing the normal stuff. Right. Huh.
1: Like, I should be able to just stand and bend over. Like, that's not normal.
0: Yeah. Like, and then that makes me think, like, this aging body, man, like, you used to da, da, da. Like, everyone can say that in their 30s. Like, I used right. to be able to da, da, da. And then that makes me think of, like, okay, then, like, what preventative measures, like, can I take now? Like, and again, that wraps back to the nutrition. I feel like nutrition is the biggest preventative measure for me because I feel like I've, been active and and good on the physical health front but like the nutrition part has always been sugar and cookie. Like I've always gravitate, gravitated toward the sugar and the carbs. Italian girl like it's about to happen. So I'm like that intervention needs to happen. So it really is like I, I'm you know as you get older you're not literally in the same body as you used to be in and then there's that whole component of like what we just said,
1: yeah. And I think there, like, no matter who you are, there are so many components to it, and you're not going to be able to have all of them. Yeah. Like, you can't have a body that works all the time. Yeah. Like, you can't have the ability. You're not going to be have. Oh my God! You're not going to be able to have the ability to cook for yourself three meals a day yeah um like no your life style and your body you need to learn how to make and like you need to learn how to make compromises and figure out how you can live the life you need to live in order to let your body live the life your body needs to live
0: yeah that makes sense to me and then that makes me think of like we wouldn't be able to do a physical health episode without stressing the importance of rest. And then I love that that ties into like our plant dormancy conversation in the plant episode. Like it just it just and I feel the older you get, the more rest you need.
1: <laughs> like, that's one of the most important things. Like and all of the studies that are coming out now is that if you are not sleeping enough, that is the most dangerous thing you can be doing for your health yeah
0: Arianna huffington who's the huffington post woman yeah yeah she wrote a book recently about sleep and i and the like the past few years not recent like this year or last year but um and i watched an interview she did for creative lives like 30 days of genius or whatever it was she was on there sh- that interview getting interviewed by chase jarvis i'll link to it in the show notes but she was talking about like rest in the book and she's, she fainted on the job. And then she brought up statistics, <laughs> It's been a long week. Um, just about how many CEOs are like, like kicking the bucket on the job, just like fainting in the middle. Cause it's just like, they're just going. And as Americans we're just going and as, you know, two, three jobs and single mothers and you know, you're just like, how can you rest if all this is on your plate? And people are fainting, so. And, and dying. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah.
1: That's, if you're not giving your heart enough rest, your heart is going to give out on you. And if you're not resting when you're sick, you're going to keep getting sick. And you need to... I've spent so much of my 20s being someone with a chronic illness. Mm. And I'm now finally someone who has control of her life with this chronic illness but as someone who did not have control of her life with this chronic illness the one thing that I could give myself control of was trying to get as much sleep as possible Mm -hmm. when I didn't have the ability to go to the doctor when I didn't have the ability to get the medication that I needed Mm -hmm. I could try to get sleep because sleep was the one thing that helped me and now sleep is the one thing that like if i don't get enough sleep my headaches will be you know magnified yeah magnified you know pick a number and it's an x number
0: yeah it's just 10 times worse yeah
1: and so everything is worse everything
0: when you don't sleep is like the worst yeah
1: and like so if my goal as someone with chronic pain is to live a life with less chronic pain I need to figure out how to get enough sleep yeah
0: and then if you're like literally don't have time to get enough sleep how would you ever have enough time to cook for yourself so then you're not getting enough sleep and that's affecting your heart and then you're pumping your body with salt because you have to get it quickly because you don't have it so it just all ties back to like our latest book club book which is a book that takes its time and and this whole kind of point we keep coming back to whether directly or indirectly on the podcast and growth and development is just like as a as a culture and a and a a species like we need to slow the fuck down and we need to take care of ourselves (laughs) like yes oh man like we're all just like not making time for like what our body really needs but we have plenty of time to scroll and post but like, and there's Amanda wrapping the it to social media. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and those are the things that we do when we feel like we're not enough. And we feel like we don't have enough. And we feel like this. This we have this scarcity mindset.
0: And it's so... Right, so we live in that space of there's not enough time, so then there's perpetually not enough time, is what you're saying. Or do you mean like the posting is the thing that you know, we live to do. Well,
1: we get these little bits of like um, gratification Mm -hmm. from seeing other people's things and other people's lives and other people's moments. It's like having that little bit of sugar Mm -hmm. that like, okay, well, if I scroll here, it makes me happy for like one second. Let me do it again. And it, we get diminishing returns Uh and thinking that we're going to go back to it and that you're going to be happier the next time. You're going to be happier the next time and you never do. Uh And then it's 30 minutes later. Uh And then you don't ever think that you're going to spend as much time on social media than you do. Yeah. And so like, I know we we say like, Oh yeah, but we have time to scroll. What we don't ever think of like that time as time that we have.
0: Right. Oh, it is. But it is. Yeah.
1: And so, like, that's why I love things like the Screen Time app, where you only give yourself 30 minutes a day Mm -hmm. on social media. Yeah. So then you're saying, yes, I do have 30 minutes to scroll. Those are my 30 minutes. Mm. And then the phone says, okay, you used your 30 minutes. You're done. Yeah. Because, you know... If you didn't want to use the apps at all, you would take them off your phone. Mm -hmm. But you do want to use them. Mm -hmm. I want to use Instagram a little bit. I took it off my phone because I didn't want to use it at all. Right. I put it back on my phone because I wanted to use it a little bit. Yeah. And so I put a limit on my phone so that I could use it a little bit and it didn't get out of hand. Yeah. And because I have that limit on it, it's like, yeah. I do have 30 minutes a day to post and scroll and talk to my friends in DMs. But I don't really want that to seep into 45 minutes. And I definitely don't want it to seep into an hour because I don't have an hour a day to scroll on Instagram. That
0: makes a lot of that's sense. Not- and that's responsible and that's logical and that's like intentional. I love that.
1: It's It's been a really, really, really healthy choice for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I feel that way too because I tend – and it's not so much exactly the way you just described it. For me, it's more like when I take the time to be in my kitchen and put a salmon in the oven and like the other day I sautéed some broccoli and garlic into it. Like when I take the time to make sure I'm doing that without saying, who's going to see this? Who can I share it? Who could know I'm doing it? Like, because again, this might be me being dumb, but that's how my brain used to function. I don't know if it was because of the old job and that's just kind of autopilot what it did, but that's and like, I'm just learning, like, even the gym, how many times can we see someone in the gym selfie? I'm at the gym, like, I go to the gym for me and I cook so that I could eat the food for me. And when that little, when that slight switch of like motivation of like why this is happening happens. Like even like the things that are firing on my brain are healthier, you know, yes. when like every choice that I'm making health wise is not for a post or a recognition or a, hey, look what I'm doing or a, when it's literally just for me. And that also ties into like how crafting has become just for me, like 90%. If not a hundred, yeah. like...
1: And it cuts down on all the decision fatigue of, yeah. like, well, I need to be able to take all this stuff. I, I need to be able to do all this before the sun goes down so that, like, the picture doesn't have any bad lighting. Yeah. And I need to, you know, what am I going to say in the caption? Yeah. What hashtag should I use? Like,
0: it can just... Be. It can it just can be, be, be a healthy be. choice, right? And it could just be for me, and my body could go thanks. Like, and that's what I feel like whenever it's whenever I don't post something anymore. I feel like my body goes, yeah. Like it just like is happy right. that it's, it's for it.
1: social media. Yeah, it's personal media. Yeah. Like, and so okay, so I we talk. This is something we talk about a little bit on the show. Is that I don't ever share that I cook. And I cook all the time. So we started getting the CSA again. Um, I don't know if I've ever talked about that. I don't think I've ever talked about the CSA on the show. Say it. So.
0: CSA. Yes.
1: CSA (laughs) is is, uh, Community Supported Agriculture. Wow. And the the way that it works is you give a bunch of money to a farm and... It's like, kind of like buying a, a share, like a stock, in a farm. Interesting. And, f- and for that, they supply you with, a, you know, produce each week for, that, for a set duration of weeks. Okay. So we got, uh, we didn't do it last summer. We did it the two summers before that. We got a share at the Michigan State CSA. And each Thursday we go and we pick up our box of produce at the Michigan State Student Organic Farm. Interesting. Okay. It is awesome. How big is the box? Well, if you go and you if you go during normal pickup times, which is Thursday between like four and six thirty, then they have it all set out in their little office, and it's like buffet style, and you like you pick. Mm you know, like a bag of spinach that's usually pre-picked for you, like a pound of potatoes, like one butternut squash, and you pick whichever one you want. And, like, it's very cool. Interesting. Wow. It's, it's awesome. And so one thing that's always been really difficult for Jeff and me is that sometimes the vegetables are kind of weird. Hmm. Like – Vegetables that I would not buy at the grocery
0: store. Okay, but they're not weird, like unedible and ripe.
1: Oh no, no, no! no. They're totally like they're totally just, they're 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 good
0: vegetables. They're like, not. They're, I mean, they're delicious vegetables. Okay. they're just like not ordinary ones.
1: Yeah, they're they're just I, they're definitely not like.
0: <laughs> and then you have to go home that and I grew up with, and you have to go home and look up what can I make with this thing. <laughs>
1: And, like, that's kind of the fun part of a CSA. Sure. And so, like, also things that I don't necessarily love on their own. Which forces so, you but, to get experimental.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. Which, which which forces me to get experimental. So last week we got butternut squash, which I think of more as a fall fruit. Yeah. Um, And we made... I made this one. I made all by myself. This ancho butternut squash soup.
0: Mm. It was so good. <laughs> oh my God. It was so good. Um, and in the vein of not sharing it. Oh
1: yeah. No, I didn't share it. Of course not.
0: But that's awesome. Then you
1: just. Yeah. No, I mean, I like, I don't know. I don't really know how to share my food. Mm. Like I, I'm not gonna make it at one o'clock in the afternoon and, you know, wait for it to be the perfect time so I can take the perfect Instagram photo. And it's like, I'm
0: hungry. (laughs) Right. And like, that's
1: the whole thing is that I wind up getting so into cooking the food that I leave my phone in the other room. Or I, I just get so into what I'm doing that I totally zone out and I'm not into documenting it
0: yeah and I, I I get that like if you made a healthy dish and you took a picture of it and posted it it would still be a healthy dish going into your body and so like the physical benefit would be there but I'm just saying how the mind body kind of works together like I feel like it works yeah it's just meant to be this sacred personal like honoring of your physical self.
1: and it feels so good to like really get into it
0: yeah I agree, and the and the exercise to me the exercise too. Like when I'm into it, like yes, yeah, like it is,
1: and that's why. Like I really don't mind like getting a horrible headache sometimes because honestly, I get horrible headaches all the time. Yeah. And sometimes, like if we're being completely honest, if I have a horrible headache and then I take an Excedrin, I'm like, yes, this is the time to work out yeah. because I've already taken the Excedrin and the headache's gonna go away. Yeah, so. Now I can have free workout time. Yeah. Yeah. But now I just need to figure out, like, what's going on with this, you know, cardio problem and be like, doctor, is my heart healthy enough for exercise? (laughs) I would really like to know. Yeah. Please tell
0: me. And you don't have any steps in your house. You usually say, like, a flight of stairs, right? Is, like, the (laughs) test.
1: Yeah, so I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah. And, like... It has like that was well that was the one question the doctor asked is like is this happening with rest or with ex- with activity and I'm like it's happening with both so it's a mystery. Hmm. <sighs> we need like the Kristen Hart
0: healthy update.
1: Yeah, we do, and I'm <laughs> sure I'm sure there will be lots of updates for me about like what's going on with my health life because there are always lots of updates. But I just really want to get back to like. Fun dance parties i want to put on my my music there's this jason derulo song that came out um it's called shut up and dance and it it's impossible to put the song <laughs> on and then not move your entire it's body new? it's like two or three months old oh i have to check it out you really do it's, it's 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 one of those songs where like if you have it on and you have it on like headphones like, don't put it on, like, in public place. Like, don't listen to it on the bus. Because, like, you'll, <laughs> you'll just be, like, be dancing <laughs> in your seat. And, like, it will be embarrassed. Like, you'll just embarrass yourself. What is it called? Shut Up and Dance. Kay. And it's, like, it's a real, like, Jason Derulo song. Like, he obviously says his name at the front of the song, as in every <laughs> Jason Derulo song. Yes, he does. Um, it's just, I. it was one of those songs I heard the first five seconds of it. And I was like, yep, this is going on my playlist. <laughs> um, That's fun. And I just want to put that on and just dance all the time. Yeah. But I need to find out what's going on. So we need to find out. (sighs) Yeah. So I'll go to the doctor's office tomorrow and will hook me up to this machine. And then the week after, I'll have some other tests. And then, like, six weeks after that, I have another appointment. So. All right. Lots of appointments. Getting to
0: the bottom of it. That's it. I mean. Yeah, there's just, I just feel like there's been like a lot of focus on physical health around me lately like my own of course and been on that journey since December or back on it right I feel like I'm always like on it off it on it but it's never like you know I'm always trying to be active but how consistent I am varies from season to season the teaching makes it hard to do a lot of things but the half hour long class like right after school and I could choose and pick I pay monthly just one fee and I can go as much as I want or not go. But so that schedule has been helpful, but I do miss my, my salsa and bachata dancing. That was always a great physical thing that, oh, that just like mentally was so good for me. And I feel it when I'm not doing it. Like I, I miss it. Um, But yeah, my, I had an aunt who just got, um, I think she got the sleeve. But she was like 500 pounds and got the sleeve. And she it, she lost like over 200 pounds. And August will be two years. So in less than two years, she lost like, she is a she's a different person. And I'm talking about, I, this is my aunt that was heavy, heavy, heavy for all my life. And two years ago, she got this sleeve. And she is going to yoga and boxing and like and even how I she walks like when she's over my mom's house and I watch her like my head is goes from left to right like I'm shocked at how like even I watch her move and just like she's a testament to like holy shit man (laughs) but yeah, she's been really strict with the nutrition. I think she's, like, motivated by, like, a fear of, like, losing her hair, or, like, throwing up. Like, that. a lot of that happens when you get so depleted and eat so little. So she eats really well. Like, she, all the nutrition isn't, like, a tiny little thing, and she takes her vitamins. And so she's been so, like, killing it. Like, I tell her, like, you need to make a recipe book. You need to write about this. Like, you are amazing. Like, so, like, anyway, I just bring it up because, like, a lot in my immediate family and personal life. Like I've been seeing physical health. And then on the other hand, I have my father who just like doesn't take care of himself, you know? And like, so he's 64 going on like 92. Like me and my sisters, say, call it OMD, like old old man disease. It's just like, he's so much older in body and mind than he should be. I think.
1: You know, there's this billboard on the way from where we live driving towards chicago it's one of the it's like a one of the it's not a government agency but it's one of the government it's one of the agencies that's like kind of supported by the government Mm. and it's no you know what it's the national ad council so it is a government agency um it says i don't even even know the exact number but over X number of men will die of stubbornness this year. (laughs) Yep. And, like, that's exactly what they're getting at. It's, like, just, you don't have to do this, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there was a family tiff about it, but it's another And that's,
1: like, that's, I feel like we're seeing so much of that with, like, our parents' generation. Yeah. As they're starting to move into older age, There's a lot of just resistance to that, wanting to take care of themselves. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's definitely resistance, but there's also like a lot of ignorance. Like he just doesn't understand how. He's never had to do it before. And then there's also a lot of arrogance because he just thinks he's invisible. Invincible. Sorry. Um, But, you know. And then there's the battle of, like, us kids, like, trying to get him to see the light and, like, come on, take care of yourself. But at the same time, he's a grown-ass man who, like, makes his own decisions. So if he doesn't want to see a doctor, can't really pull him to go. Like, so anyway, that's a little bit of a tangent in my world. But I, I bring it up because I feel like everywhere I turn, it's acutely – I'm acutely aware of how, like – it's coming. And, like, what are you going to do now to, like, get there as gracefully as you can? You know, so you, I feel like we spend so much time making sure our mind is so strong, you know, with our like, mental health. showed up a few times on this podcast already, and, it, and it's something we know we need. But we also, I don't know, I just feel like physical health usually takes the back burner.
1: I think for a lot of us it can and we can also do things like not worry about issues until they're problems. Right. Especially when it comes to things like um like women's health issues. Yeah. Like ladies get your pap's. Sure. You know, they've loosened up a lot of the you know, you don't need to necessarily get them every single year. Right. And you get them every three years, as long as your paps have been healthy. But get them. You don't want to find out that you have stage 3 cervical cancer when you can find out that you have stage 1 cervical cancer.
0: Do you know the age of the mammogram? I've never
1: gotten a mammogram. Um, I'm pretty sure it's 40 oh. or 45. Oh, okay. Unless you have a history of breast cancer in your family. Oh. Um... But don't quote me on that.
0: Hmm.
1: But I don't think I don't think it's before it's, I, I don't think it's before forty. Hmm. Um, but ask your lady doctor. Yeah. Um, yeah, go and see an OBGYN or Planned Parenthood and Ask questions. Yeah. Get tested. All these things are, you know take your preventative health care just as serious. As you take your acute healthcare. Yeah. Because it's important to have, you know, like just as we talked about in our mental health episodes, it's important to have this circle of people that you trust around you mm-hmm. when it comes to healthcare decisions. Mm-hmm. And if you only go to a doctor when you have something that's a huge problem. You aren't going to have these relationships with doctors that you want. Yeah. So, you know, learn who your OBGYN is if you have any interest in having kids one day. You know, ma- make sure you know who your lady doctor is. Even if you don't want kids someday, make sure you know who, you, you know who your lady doctor is because you were planning on having a vagina for the rest of your life, I assume. So it would be... Pretty good if you knew who the doctor was that's going to be helping you take care of that. Because it's important that we make sure to have our support people around us. And doctors are part of our support groups. Yeah. And it's good to know early if you don't like a doctor. For sure. And I think it's important that you also learn how to advocate for yourself as a patient. And it's a lot easier for you to learn how to advocate for yourself as a patient when you go in for, like, well-women checkups and your physical, and it's always good to have things like baseline blood work done so that when there is a problem, you know what it's like, you know, your doctor knows what it's like for what normal blood work for you looks like. Yeah. Like, for me, last week, um, when I went to the cardiologist for the first time when they took my blood pressure, it was 118 over 70, which is great. But for me, that's really high. Mm -hmm. My blood pressure is usually 100 over 60, 100 over 62, 102 over 60 something. Mm -hmm. Like that is my normal blood pressure. So when I went into the cardiologist's office and they took my blood pressure and it was much higher than usual, I was like, oh, that's really high. And so I talked to the, you know, nurse practitioner about it and she's like oh are you nervous and I was like yeah you know what this is a new doctor I have this stuff going on Mm -hmm. she's like that's probably what's going Mm on and so it's really good to have baseline knowledge of what normal is for you yeah because what normal is for you is not normal for everybody else and so I want us to kind of like Leave this episode a little bit with think about you know who you are. think about what your health story is. Think about what is normal for you and what feels good, like getting back to nutrition what when you eat, what feels good? Mm-hmm. when you eat, what feels bad like yeah our, our physical health is just as much about introspection yeah. as any other episode.
0: I was literally just thinking that and how like we really didn't talk, like we just kind of gave our physical health stories and kind of like our little take on it. But again, I think it's one of those things that we cracked open and has room to like, you know, we have room to now pick apart in later episodes. But like the introspection part kind of plays into like the body image talk, which we never really, we didn't have yet on this, we we could do that in after chatter, but like being in my 30s thinking about physical health is so different than being in my teens and 20s because what it was all about was so different so yeah
1: and like all the shit that you think about in your teens and 20s is the <laughs> stuff that ruins your body for your 30s <laughs> and, the
0: rest of it. and i'm just like maybe we could dive into that a little bit because uh, just how like image-centric i was and how like that still plays in now but like feeling strong in my body and powerful and in control of my body is number one. Like I, yeah, I just, I. I, Wanting it to function. Yeah. And like my arms especially, like I I, I always lift things or like even a pan to cook, like some pans are just too heavy for me to hold. I'm like, this is not okay. Like I should be able (laughs) to lift this. Like I have severely weak arms. So like a lot of my focus in the gym is like, get these puppies stronger like I just want to feel stronger anyway yeah
1: I think that's a great idea I would love to focus on like body image and what society tells us we should be looking like and feeling like and doing instead of and what physical
0: toll that really takes to do yes right and like what our bodies are telling us instead Amen, sister.
1: Cool. Okay, so let's do that. We'll be over at patreon.com slash And we'll be back next week with another amazing episode. We love you guys. Thank you so much to all of our wonderful supporters. If you want to become a supporter, you can at craftyassfemale.com slash patreon. And otherwise, we will catch you guys next week. Lots and lots of love. Bye, guys.